Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the Southlock Football Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Newberger. Here with me, as always, uh, to my right, Adam Sidek, looking sharp in the Todd Gurley Retro Rams jersey. Woo! It may be a preview of the Thursday night game, Ooh. in my opinion on it. But Okay, okay. And then uh, Robbie with uh, you know the best beard in the Chicagoland area <laughs> across the table. Oh, wow, that's very generous. Oh, I've <laughs> seen some good beards around. Um, I, I, I would not crack top ten, in <laughs> my opinion. Now, Robbie, you, you brought a little bit of a snack here. Uh, we've got... Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's October, so uh, we got some candy corn in the candy corner right here. And uh, we're going <laughs> to... What else we got here? Um, you know what? We, we also got some uh, some of Eddie's Bojacks. Eddie uh, Jackson's Toast Bojacks. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, Eddie Jackson, he's got a... Uh, He's got his own uh, cereal. Uh, I believe a lot goes out to charity. You know, I thought I'd buy a box. Um, yeah. uh, that led us down the kind of the rabbit hole of other uh, celebrity cereals or, or products. And uh, what was DeAndre Hopkins? Oh, man. I, I, I've got, I'm disappointed I closed it up. You know, you, we saw it was, some, you wasn't know. Wasn't it DeAndre's Hot Box, it right? Was, it was <laughs> DeAndre's <laughs> Hot box. It's, uh, they hot just, box. They fly off the shelves. They're so hot. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, the, the box looks... Uh, only uh, legal in 25 states. <laughs> <laughs> Federally illegal, but... Uh, you you know, can't transfer that. <laughs> leave it up to the states. Uh, yeah, that's well done, DeAndre. Well done. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, welcome in. This is the week five episode. Uh, excited to bring you guys our week five picks. Kind of... Uh, we've been on a pretty good roll uh, collectively, all three of us. So, uh, you know, really, you know, hoping you're enjoying it. Uh, hopefully you're betting along with us and you're making some money right there with us because uh, so far so good. Uh, on that note, we will take a look back at our uh, our previous results here uh, from week four. We'll start off with our uh, lead pipe locks. Uh, Adam, um, you know, keeping it simple, Bills minus 16 and a half against the Texans. Yeah, that one. Uh, that one was never in doubt. <laughs> that was like the actual done, like they done. they whooped that. Yeah, like, that was done that. by like pretty, yeah, pretty much like, by the first half. You nailed the lock. That was it, that was a be no interesting sweat. to see if this line if if this game happened again if there was like a division game like would it be like a negative twenty four line or something crazy? But <laughs> you can't. It's hard to go higher than that. But that felt like a lock. Yeah, it. Uh, I don't know, man. It uh, it, it certainly worked. As Robbie said, it was over by halftime. Uh, Robbie, Bucks minus seven. So I missed. If uh, if AB could have caught that touchdown, that uh, fade in the fourth quarter, you, know, you had a chance. You know, there there would have been a chance, but uh, who who's that quarterback for the Patriots? Mac Jones. Who? Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Oh yeah, he he's you know he, he impressed me. Uh, he he definitely. Uh, deserves a little shout for keeping the Patriots in and competitive there. Uh, you know, it was a lot closer than I kind of thought it'd be. Toe I thought for the toe with Tom Brady there. would just run with it, but what can you do? Yeah. But hey, we, we started off Thursday with a pretty hot, uh, if you ask me. Yeah, but, you know, Jags, Bengals, I said Jags plus seven and a half. That was, uh, that was a, it got a little scarier than it needed to be at the end, but, uh, you know they they jumped up to a fourteen nothing lead at half, and I was I was feeling really good. So that one, they uh, the Bengals of course came back and won, uh, driving all of Jackson not only Jacksonville uh, 
proper to drink, but uh, Urban Meyer himself to uh, had to relieve himself. Uh, so we'll we'll get into that more a little bit later. But uh, yeah, Jags plus seven and a half turned out to be uh, a good call. So we'll we'll keep it rolling here this week. Um, our uh, parlay, our podcast parlay, uh, we had Bills minus sixteen and a half, Seahawks forty niners under fifty two and a half. And then Rams minus four and a half. So I missed. We were close. We were damn close. So wind up breaking even when you bet all three of those individually like we do. Um, and then uh, Adam, the uh, the power parlay of the week. Uh, Cowboys minus four. Bills minus 16 and a half. Rams minus four and a half. Bucks minus seven. Yeah, looking good after the 12 o'clock games. I got pretty excited. But uh, both both those 330 games. Oh, the, the 330 game and then the. The Sunday night football game, they, they didn't go the way I thought they would. No, Cliff Kingsbury, what a showing. Rams, Cardinals. Uh, yeah, he might need to do a little little cereal, too. Cliff Kingsbury crunch. crunch. <laughs> <laughs> he might need to get in the phone with him with that. Yeah. Uh, and then our eliminator, guys, was the Bills. And, of course, that was, uh, that was the easiest one you could possibly take. So, uh, overall, let's take a look, then, and just take a look at our records here. So, um all picks, Robbie, you're coming in at 35 and 29 on the year. Um, Adam, you and I are tied at 36 and 28. So that's all three of us basically at or above 55% against the spread. Uh, that is really solid. Um, I think we've each only had one week below 500 too, which is pretty good for being week week five now. Yep. Yep. And those numbers don't even include our over-under uh, bets. And so, Robbie, you're 9-7, and seven, so well done there. Adam, outrageous, 15-6. and six. And then I'm 12-7 and seven in a complete reversal of fortune. So, um, yeah, it's it's a hot start. Um, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, how normally uh, we get better uh, around, like, week, week 8 or week 9, like mid-year, and we kind of finish the year strong. This is a hot start for us. So it uh, could be a big year. I think we all got a decent feel for the league. Uh, all right, uh, we are going to get into our week five preview and uh, some other fun items. But before we do that, uh, Robbie, we got to hear a word from our sponsor. Yeah, our, our sponsor today is going to be Urban Myers Tap House. Uh, if you're looking at a good place to chill after, oh, you know, maybe maybe you had a bad beat or something. Um, you know, not, nothing better than going to Urban Myers Tap House. Uh, they got all the best country music there you know keith urban playing and oh man everything's just so so great there um you know it's it's just not another jag uh, restaurant there it's it it's a phenomenal atmosphere you know if you're you're just trying to hang out you know trying not to see the family you know that's where you got to be but so i was gonna say (laughs) it's one of those strange places that is both a family environment and then you know after hours you know get a little corporate environment you know it's uh nothing cures nothing cures the blues like uh booze and dancing so uh no no one knows about paying to play more than urban meyer (laughs) ohio state but oh man yeah so uh recommend checking it out guys in columbus uh great place to uh uh, like you said, get a drink after a bad beat. So uh, head on down. But uh, with that, Robbie, you want to do uh, you want to do a new little segment here called Price Check. Why don't you? Uh, yeah, tell just us what this to, is all about. This is just going to be um, just uh, kind of reflect on um, specific teams we have been good or bad 
really bad with and um, so far this year. Um, and there's, there's quite a few teams that all of us are 4-0 picking the spreads against, or and there's some that are 0-4 and picking against. And, you know, I'll start it off with myself, you know. I am perfect so far this year um, picking the spread for the Jets, for the Panthers, and for the Seahawks. Um, unfortunately, I am 0-4 picking against the Cardinals right now. Um, and actually, I'm the only one 0-4 um, picking teams. You you guys have not had one where you haven't at least won one game. And But Adam, you know, teams you're strong with, perfect with, are the 49ers, the Eagles, also the Jets, and the Lions. And then Evan, you just got one, and it's the Patriots. But, you know, I guess I could pretty much say that you've just been pretty consistent across the board. So um, if you see, I guess if anything, if you're going along, you know, maybe, maybe you, uh, one of us have a take on one of these specific teams that we've been hot with, you know, maybe you want to lean that way. I don't know, but we'll leave that up to you guys. Well, I would definitely say you guys definitely have your finger on the pulse of the New York Jets, which is, you know, fun uh, because I don't even think they're, uh, front office has the finger on the no. pulse of the New York Jets, so uh, well done there. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is good analysis because it kind of helps you, you know, check your blind spots. So, Robbie, you know, with the Cardinals, what's going on here? What what do you think you need to do differently? Man, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I need to get myself some uh, Kingsbury Crunch. That's what I need to get. I, I I need a I need something to start figuring out these cards. I don't know. You guys tell me. You you guys are clearly doing better than me at that one. Well, so. I only got uh, one yeah, team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you look at my four teams. 49ers clearly in front there. But then you got the Eagles, the Lions, and the Jets. Those are just barn burner teams. Just all playoff teams. So, you, you know, trust me with these dog shit teams, I guess, is what, what you're telling me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say that's probably uh, something we, we're we're pretty good at these uh more underdog teams and knowing how good they can be and what 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 games where you know they could actually stay competitive. I th- I think that's one of our strengths yeah. really. We got a good feel for the Jets last week were good. Oh, well, all over that. Well, especially you Adam. I think you said you know you might want to take a money line and <laughs> look at that. Got their first win. Hey, well, I might have that same feeling this week. Oh, whoa, all right. Ooh. Interesting opponent here. Uh, well, with that, guys, why don't we just dive right into uh, an exciting Thursday night football matchup. It is an NFC West showdown. The Rams taking on the Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, Seahawks are two and a half point dogs at home in this one with the over-under set at 54 and a half. Um, Adam, you've got a pretty strong take on this one, so I'm going to let you lead. Yeah, you know, I got. I guess I got two strong takes on this one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take this. going to be Probably the best Thursday night game we've had so far, other than the opener. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams here, um, you know, co- or covering a two-and-a-half point spread on the road. Just think that they're just an overall better team. That defense hasn't looked great so far this year, but um, they're better than what they've shown. They've played some pretty good offenses, and, you know, I who knows who's going to start at running back for the Seahawks. Um, I know DK Metcalf's dealing with an injury. Tyler Lockett's a walking injury. I mean, if Rams get up big here, I think they can just um, 
you know, dictate play. And I, I, I don't see, I don't see the Seahawks covering this one. Um, but I, I do like the under here, 54 and a half. Uh, I've been on the under the last two weeks for the Seahawks and they've hit and it really hasn't been too close. Uh, they're, they're just a team that I guess probably has some of the feel from last year where they were, you know, super high scoring, bad defense, but th- their defense is actually better than what they were last year for sure. And uh, I expect interdivision game on a short week, um, the under to hit here. Uh, yep. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was going to, since I'm on this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the under too with you. Um, I, I'm siding with the Rams, uh, kind of similar reasons. Um, I, I probably won't touch that part, but especially a Thursday night game, you know, typically, you know, shorter week, it's less time for guys to prepare. I, I know these two teams, like, they, they know each other, but 54 and a half is a high number. And like you said, Seahawks have been not as high scoring as people, apparently Vegas tends to believe and public tends to believe. So, yeah, I love that under. Yeah, for me, this one was kind of a toss-up. Um, you know, I was thinking about this game, and in, in the division it's tough, but these are two teams that just played, obviously it's a short turnaround from Sunday, um, but they just played big divisional matchups, and I just think it's interesting that uh, that the Seahawks, you know, both these teams really had big games that they had to play, and uh, I think it's tough for defenses to recover from that, and overall, I think that's what maybe has me a little scared from taking the under with you guys on this. But otherwise, I mean, I get the argument. I get the division game aspect. Um, and I don't know, I'm just a little concerned after what I saw from from the Rams last week. They got exposed, uh, you know, from that Kyler Murray offense. You know, and honestly, it's it's kind of a similar look from the Seahawks from a scheme uh, standpoint, right? Uh, a lot of outside-the-pocket throwing mobile quarterback, uh, things that uh, the Rams could have trouble with uh, in back-to-back weeks because uh, the Seahawks do a lot of that well. So um, I, I, this is ultimately a stay-away game for me, but if I think if I had to lean anyway, uh, I think I'd just take the Seahawks and the points because the last few times these teams have played each other, it seems like it's been a close uh, matchup. Yeah, that's that's actually fair. It, what, was it last year where... It... Was it a Thursday night a Rams Seahawks game where it went down to came down to a point or two? Right. Yeah, there was definitely a. Uh, I think a, like probably two of their last four came down yeah. to like last minute field Very goals. Very close. Yeah, they, they they tend to play each other close for sure. And uh, guys, next game up, we've got the uh, Atlanta Falcons taking on the New York Jets. Going to be early Sunday morning. Uh, from uh, London, England, as uh, we've got our first international game of the year. Falcons are technically the home team, and they are three-point favorites. Uh, Over-under in this one is 46. Uh, Adam, another hot take here. Uh, you know, you've been uh, you've been hot on the Jets, you and uh, Robbie, so why don't you guys lead this one off? Yeah, uh, I think we're different in on this one, so someone's going to go 5-0 and uh, on this team. Uh, I'm going to take the Jets, and I'm going to take a money line. Um, you know, they're we're just saying we're, they're getting healthier. Uh, they look good. Zach Wilson had a pretty good game, and this team is actually I, – I, I sort of miss, misspoke last week. I said they were been good against the run. They have not this year. They've been really good against the pass. Um, I'm not sure if that's just because they have <laughs> – been down in games and teams aren't throwing on them or they just haven't been playing good passing teams but i i expect them to sort of limit the falcons uh passing game um i i just don't see the falcons having success with 
Cordero Patterson as much as they have so far this year. And, you know, maybe uh, Matt Ryan and the Falcons, I, I fully expect them to have a full case of the jet lag here after coming home from this loss here in, in, uh, in London. But interested in what you guys have to think in this game. Robbie, you're I, the other perfect one here on the Jets. So you, I'm you, actually going to go with the Falcons here. And, I, I you, you know, I, I think I did see it uh, kind of to your Jets uh, defensive point that the Jets have one of the most sacks in the league. Um, I, I, it seems like they've been get, doing at least pretty well at getting pressure on the quarterback, and, which could be bad news for Matt Ryan right here. Um, I think the Falcons have started to figure out what works with their system. I know – Arthur Smith uh, was, I don't know what he was doing to start the year, but they, he was slowly figuring out, maybe using Daryl Patterson a little more um, in in this. Uh, and, you know, it's been working. You know, he, he's been uh, he's been a little game changer for them. And I, I think the Falcons have enough of an identity now on offense. Um, you know, I still would like them to get Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts a little more involved in, but, um, you know, it's it's been working. They've won the last two games, and I, I think they could still do it against this Jets team. Um, you know, I, I think the only winner that I could really predict here is Tottenham Hotspurs here in this stadium. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not confident in this pick right here. Um, you know, I, I could... I could see it really. It could be either one of these teams. You know, what, when we do go look at London games, one thing I like to look at is um, when teams are leaving. And from what I could tell is both these Falcons, the Falcons are going to fly out Thursday night and the Jets, you know, they're going to jet off Thursday night as well. So um, there, there's no real advantage. Usually um, what I found is that the teams that leave a little earlier um, than the other get a little extra time to adjust to the time zone so something for future reference um but as far as this game's concerned it looks about the same and um yeah um yeah I, i'm gonna side with the falcons all right yeah i'm uh, i'm leaning falcons too but this is another game i'm just i'm not gonna bet on uh don't really feel like i have a good uh handle on either of these teams uh, one week, Matt Ryan. Uh, in fact, I'm surprised I'm not 0-4 in the Falcons. I feel like I've gotten that wrong. <laughs> You're 2-2 two two somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Falcons, I, I have no idea what they are. I'm just going to be straight up honest with everybody on this. Uh, and then, you know, the Jets came out with a surprise last week. So, you know, I'll, I'll lean Falcons right now, and I'll I'll say that they can cover, but I'm, I'm not really sure about it. And, and again, this is a stay-away game. Uh, okay, next up, guys, we've got a nice little Florida matchup here. It's the Miami Dolphins taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Bucks are minus 10 in this one with uh, the over-under currently set at 48. And, uh, you know, guys, I'm on the Bucks this week. Um, I'm a little bit concerned after, uh, after that big win against the Patriots last week. That was definitely like a get-up game for that team, uh, you know, especially Tom, that was an emotional game. Um, it was a tough-fought game, too, very physical, uh, slug-it-out matchup. Um, so, you know, there is some potential for the letdown there, but ultimately I do think that the uh, the Bucks should be able to handle the 10 points here. The Dolphins, uh, with Brissett under center, it's just not looking uh, great right now. And, you know, I, I think really this Bucks defense is going to shut them down 
and uh, they're just not going to be able to keep up with uh, that passing attack of the Bucks. So I think they can cover the 10. But, uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I kind of see the same. I kind of see this as going to be a little bounce-back game for the Buccaneers, especially since the Dolphins, they seem like they're a little hurt and struggling right now. Uh, I just uh, can't really see whole them really keeping competitive with this Buccaneers team, especially when they just let the Colts run all over them. Uh, you know, this is also a game I'm not super confident in, so I am not going to touch it, but, you know, I'm going to side with the Bucs. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable here with the Bucs minus 10. Um, talk about a team without an identity. I think it's the, the Dolphins right now, the Miami Dolphins. They, they can't run the ball for anything. Um you know, Miles Gaskin's been one of the biggest flops, uh, at least in fantasy football. Um, and and you're asking a lot out of their defense in this game because I just don't think their offense is capable of keeping up with the Bucks. So, um, you know, home game here. I, I like the Bucks minus ten. Um, yeah, don't 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 have an opinion on the over under here. I think it's a pretty good line, but yeah, Bucks minus ten. I'm comfortable with. All right, uh, next game up, guys. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are three and a half point favorites at home with the over under set at 45. Robbie, lead us off here. This this Panthers team, you know, they, they, they grinded out a little bit against the Cowboys, but in the end, the uh, Cowboys were absolutely no, no match for them. Their offense was just too good. Um, you know, recent development, uh, Stephon Gilmore is now going to be a Panther, but uh, we're not expecting him to come out till what was it, week seven? Seven, yep. Week seven, yeah. Good pickup um, though, for but, sure. Yeah, that's that's a great move for them. This defense, I, um, has been very good so far, and you know that's going to only add a second level to them. Obviously, that doesn't really affect them this week, but this Eagles team is not been good really. Um, they had some flashes, but again, this is an Eagles team that I like to say is going to just always have to play garbage time and I think the Panthers are going to have no problem going up ahead and being able to keep the lead and you know added benefit uh, Christian McCaffrey's got a shot to go out there his hammy's obviously doing fine enough he started practicing again this week um, so even even before this McCaffrey news um, I think the Panthers have just been so underrated this year and I think you get great value in, him, in them here especially after getting beat by the Cowboys, like they did, I think this line is a lot lower than it should be. So this one is going to absolutely be my lock of the week. But it's a lock. No. Uh, I love that uh, pick, Robbie, and I'm all on the Panthers. I considered locking them up myself. Um, I, I think that's a great call. Like you said, McCaffrey's got a chance to play. Um, this defense playing very well. Um, I thought last week, you know, against the Cowboys. Cowboys are, I think, are a proven commodity now, and they were going into last week. And for the Panthers to play them as tough as they did, I think, uh, I think that went a long way in kind of validating this Panthers team for me and saying that they're for real. And they're a team that you can depend on to uh, to cover spread against a bad team. And I think that's what the Eagles are. You know, early on we saw the Eagles flash a little something against the uh, the Falcons, but ultimately. Um, you know, they have not won since. I don't believe they covered a spread since. And, uh, you know, I, I watched a bit of that Eagles-Chiefs game last week. That uh, Eagles offense did look a little bit better. 
but then again, they were at home. And last time we saw them on the road, they were an absolute disaster in Dallas. Um, I think they're going to have a tough time with the best defense they've played uh, to date this year. I don't think they're going to be able to get much going. Um, and I think this Panthers offense will be too much at home. Three and a half just seems a little disrespectful respectful here to the Panthers at home. Basically saying on a neutral site that they'd be an even matchup. I don't see it that way at all. Love the Panthers this week. Great lock. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys on the Panthers here. I'm, I'm not as confident as you guys are. I'm not locking it up or anything. Um, you know, I think you guys are giving a little bit too much credit to the Panthers last week when that, that game really wasn't too close. Um, they, they, they've battled back. Um, that, that game was as close as the Eagles-Chiefs game, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, you're right. For Panthers to be barely favorites uh, when you're looking at the home spread here over the Eagles, they're much, much better team. Um, and then with McCaffrey back as an X factor, possibly. I, I don't see how you don't take the Panthers here. Weren't the Panthers winning at halftime, though? I thought it was like 17-14 at like, half, yeah. I thought they were up at half. I thought they were down like and three. And then the Cowboys just came I out could be mistaken. in the third I, quarter. I, yeah. thought the, I thought the Cowboys had control of that game. I know the yeah, Cowboys took over after half, and then uh, the Panthers made it a little closer in the fourth quarter than it was. Yeah, Panthers were 14-13 at half, and then Cowboys put up 20, 20 in the third and sort of got some garbage yeah. at that point. But Sam Darnold running the ball. You might be the better running quarterback out of the, t- the quarterbacks in this game. Yeah, you might be. Um, He's really impressive. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not high in this Eagles team at all, though. So I think they should be able to handle this, but uh, we will see. Uh, next game up, guys. It is the New Orleans New Orleans Saints after a tough loss uh, at home to the New York Giants. They are heading into our nation's capital to take on the football team. Uh, team are two point underdogs at home in this one with an over under set at 44 and a half. Um, so guys, I'm, I'm going to lean the team here. I think, uh, just getting the two points at home seems, uh, seems a little bit too good to pass up. But, uh, what I really want to tell you about is this over under 44 and a half. And I am locking up Saints team over 44 and a half. But it's a lock. No. You've got some gunslingers on the football field that day. Uh, this is going to be f- a fun game. Uh, Heineke and Jameis just letting it rip out there. I'm all in for this game. I think I think you're going to see this 44.5 just seems to- so low. I think we're getting into the 50s in this one. Uh, I think one of these teams will get into the 30s. Saints are going to be looking to bounce back after you know a pretty rough offensive showing against the Giants. Um you know, meanwhile, Heineke has done a great job at just like really keeping that offense status quo, uh, even after uh, even after losing uh, Fitzmagic earlier in the year. Um, you know, he showed this in the playoff game last year too. He's just more than capable back there, and he's not scared at the moment. And I think he's going to keep it going. Um, you know, we saw uh, for a couple weeks now. Uh, the Saints will have a bad game, and then they'll bounce back with a good one. Have a bad game, bounce back with a good one. I think we see on the offensive end things, the Saints will bounce back here. Team defense has not been that great yet to start the year, um, so that doesn't really worry me too much. I, this just seems like a really low number, so love love the over here. Yeah, this I have no idea how to feel on this game. Both teams are 2-2, two and, two, and both teams feel like... <laughs> 
they've had really good performances and just terrible performances and it's sort of hard to determine you know if, if each team is for real I think long term I'd probably like the Saints better but in this game um give me the team at home their defense has to bounce back and against a prone uh, turnover prone quarterback like Jameis um you know I expect them to get right in this game um still probably not going to bet this one um just too many variables and you know that Saints team has been the biggest uh Jekyll Hyde team I think in, in the entire league so far yeah but that's kind of where why I'm kind of leaning the Saints. I I think they have a little bounce back week this week. Um, um, it, you know, this this team has yeah, like you said, it's kind of Jekyll Hyde. You know, one week they're they're looking pretty good, and the next they're just not great. I think this uh, Giants, the game against the Giants, uh, they may have went in uh, thinking it was going to be a cakewalk, and then Giants uh, just really um, surprised them, but. Um, you know, I, I, I'm actually with Evan right here on the over. Um, I think this is a great call. I, I, I absolutely think it's going to shoot over, um, especially since the team, um, they've been over every single week except for week one, which, I mean, I think you could assume week one, you know, uh, teams are starting to figure it out a little bit, but yeah, Heineke's uh, really been putting it together and helping this over hit. So 44 and a half is not a number I'm scared of whatsoever. So I I love that play. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I just, I got a sneaky feeling that it's just going to be a shootout in Washington that day, but, uh, watch it, uh, be like 55 degrees and just terrible thunderstorms and screw the whole thing up. Um, but, uh, all right, guys, next game up, we've got uh, Titans versus Jaguars. Uh, Jags are uh, four-point underdogs at home here after the Urban Meyer fiasco. Uh, over-under in this one set at 48-and-a-half. Uh, Robbie, you kind of had quite a bit uh, to say on this one, so I'll let you start. Sure, yeah. Uh, this is uh, this is one I, I like the Titans in this one. Um, you know, they they didn't look great without having any of their big pass catchers there. Uh, and, you know, Jets were able to take advantage of it. But I think that you're going to see the Titans bounce back this week. Uh, you know, Titans, Jaguars, uh, they're, they're always a tough matchup. You know, these two teams just get at each other. Like, every year, um, you know, they, they put up points. Um, you know, there's always one of these two games where Derrick Henry just absolutely pops off for like three touchdowns and 200 yards, something crazy like that. But, uh, this, this over under at 48 and a half, I, I think that's too low. You know, I, I like the over here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the Jaguars here, you know, with all this, uh, I'm hearing bad things about the locker room right now with urban Meyer and there's potential where he could get fired early on this year. And, uh, not a lot of good things just hearing out from um, talk around the league. So, um, you know, I'm not really confident in the Jaguars to be having this one being a get-right game against a divisional opponent. So I, I think the Titans are going to be able to run all over them. But um, if there's anything that I'm playing on this, it's this 48-and-a-half. I, I think this is going to shoot over. Yeah. I'm actually going to disagree with you there. I'm, I'm going to go Jags. Um, nothing 
brings together or a team together more than a controversy. And you know, when when you've lost nineteen in a row, there's not a you know, there's not not anywhere to fall. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of that's overblown. You look at last week. You know, for all intents and purposes, they, they probably should have beat a pretty decent team, a three and one team now on the, on the road in Cincinnati. They got a long week to prepare. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looked very impressive, best game he's had by far. Um, I just think a lot of the things are leaning towards the Jags um, home game here. Probably not going to win, but you, we we all we say it almost every week. Titans don't beat anybody by a lot. They, you know, they they like winning close. So I, I like the Jags here to cover the points. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna lean Titans, but uh, you know it's kind of contingent upon what winds up happening with here with their wide receivers, uh, Julio Jones and AJ Brown. Um, you know, if those guys are playing, I think obviously this line will probably move up to five and a half or six. I think I would take it at that point, even at that price. Um, but uh, I think without those wide receivers, I I might almost lean Jags and and take the points here. Um, it's it's really that big of a difference for them. Uh, you know, last week versus the Jets, obviously a brutal loss. Nobody wants to lose to the Jets, but their offense was just brutal, and their defense is nowhere near good enough to carry them. Uh, the Jags are certainly capable of putting up some points on them, so a little bit worried about that as well. Uh, I'm going to kind of play this one by ear, though, and so I've got the Titans marked right now, assuming that uh, – one or both of Julio or AJ Brown will play, but if those guys are out again, then I'm all in on the Jags. Yeah, I think AJ Brown practiced today in a limited capacity, which is a good sign for yeah. Wednesday. Um, yeah, I, I think he's got a good chance to play Julio. Julio did not. Julio, 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 yeah. All right, uh, next game up, guys. We've got the Min- or the Minnesota Vikings are taking on the Detroit Lions in Minnesota. Uh, Vikings are eight and a half point favorites at home in this one with the over under set at 49 and a half. Um, I like the Vikings in this one. Uh, I think their offense due for a big bounce back after a tough, tough game against the Browns last week. I mean, Hey, we saw the bears bounce back in a big way after they got beat up by the Browns. I think the Vikings will do the same here. Um, this offense is going to have a much easier time getting its wide receivers, uh, out in space against this lion's defense um that has been exposed week in and week out um you know there is some concern about Jared Goff and his ability to lead uh the Lions downfield and put up some points to keep them in this game but for my money we saw this Vikings team be one of the stronger offensive units in the league uh you know for the first three weeks of the season ran into a tough matchup with the Browns but I expect them to get back on track here they're going to put up big numbers against the Lions I like the Vikings minus eight and a half I, I'm going to side with you here. Um, this is one I, I was kind of flipping a little bit back and forth. Uh, I mean, this is a lot of points, but, uh, you know, Lions, uh, they had a huge blow to their offensive line. Uh, Frank Ragno uh, placed on IR, which, uh, you know, he's he's an all-pro. He, he's phenomenal. Um, that, that's a huge loss for them. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think the Vikings um, – they they know the Lions. They they played it, and the Vikings need to win some games uh, right now and make the most of it. So, I I kind of seen this one as the Vikings able to just just take run out to an early lead and just keep keep the Lions at bay and not let them come back like they have early on in the season. I, I I'm I'm going with the Vikings here. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna disagree again here. I'm going Lions. Uh, you know I. 
last week they had they were down in the red zone all game against the Bears. They had a lot of fluky fluky turnovers, um, bad snaps, just random plays. They they were able to move the ball the entire game on the Bears. Um, for them to be eight and a half point dogs in an interdivision game versus a Vikings team that put up seven points last week and. You know, this Vikings team, they're 1-3. Um, they haven't been impressive. The, I don't think the defense – defense played good last week. But um, I, I, overall, I think it's just an overrated team, in my opinion. Uh, I, I think the Lions get to keep it close enough here to cover the 8.5 points. Um, but my, my favorite play on this game is the under at 49.5. Um, you know, I, I've been on the under twice or two weeks in a row with the Vikings as well. And none of those have been close. Uh, I, this is way too many points for an interdivision game, two teams that know each other. And, you know, I, I, I take an all under on this one. I think this one could be under 40. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That would certainly surprise me. Um, but yeah, Del- Delvin cook getting a little bit more healthy. Both teams really want to run the ball. I, I don't, I, I don't see it this line being close to 50 i think that's a fugazi line fugazi line all right next game up guys we've got the uh, denver broncos taking on the pittsburgh steelers this game is in pittsburgh where uh the steelers are one point favorites at home with uh by far the lowest over under of the week this one's set at an ugly 39 and a half um guys what's what's the status on teddy bridge it's not looking like he's going to play, right? We're yeah, looking still like, in concussion protocol, so it, it looks like he could lock it up. Yeah, oh. the the Drew Lock show. Um, you know, not for me, not for me, guys. Um, I watched uh, watched that game last week where the Broncos took on the Ravens, and uh, Drew Lock wasn't just bad; he was awful. Um, and I feel bad because Robbie, I had a conversation with your brother, like literally the day before that game on Sunday or on Saturday. And I was like, I just don't think we've seen enough from Drew Locke to know that he's a bust yet. And then I watched that game. And I was like, oh, I'm good. I've seen <laughs> enough. Um, Drew Locke, it's not, it's not happening. Um, I don't care that he's going to have a full week of practice with the ones this week. I, I do not care. It's, it's not happening. And it's especially not happening on the road against the Steelers defense. I know the Steelers have had their struggles, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I would consider this a get-right game. Will this game be low-scoring? I think extremely. Um, But I expect the Steelers to be able to do just a bit more on offense uh, than the Broncos. And it might even come down to the Steelers might might make one less critical mistake on offense than the Broncos do in this game with Drew Locke under center. Um, I think it's a big turnover that decides this game. And I think it's Drew Locke that makes it. So I'm taking the Steelers with one point, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with you. Uh, I don't feel as confident in the Steelers, but um, you kind of also said what I do like, and oddly enough, I like the under in this one. Like I, wow. I can kind of see this being maybe like a 17-14 score here, uh, one way or another, but I'm not seeing a whole lot of points com- coming on the board here Uh, both these teams are very defensive minded um, at least as where they're at right now and especially with with Drew Locke um, not not giving me a lot of confidence um, in being able to uh, put up a lot of points on the Steelers defense Uh, I I think the Steelers are going to be able to do it at home um, but uh, not confident enough uh, especially with how low scoring I I think it's going to be 
Um, I think there might be an outside chance that the Broncos defense is able to pull something on old Big Ben and be able to uh, get them in good enough field position a couple times to make it work out. But um, I, I'm going to, I like you said, I don't trust Drew Locke that much right now. So uh, I'm going to side with the Steelers here, but I do like that under. Yeah, uh, I'm going to disagree with you guys again here. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Broncos. I, you guys made a lot of good points. I, I don't feel great about the Broncos, but uh, overall, I just think they're the much better team. Uh, and last week, they sort of got thrown for a loop with the quarterback switch. I'm still holding, holding out hope that uh, Teddy Bridgewater will be able to start here uh, next week or this weekend. Um, but, I mean, I... I I I gave the Steelers a little bit too much credit last week, um, and and they looked horrible. I know the game ended up being ten point margin, but it was never close, and the Steelers were never able to do anything on offense. Um, and, and against a defense like the Broncos here, they got beat deep a couple times last week. Uh, that will not happen this week at all. Um, Ben's not capable of throwing the ball more than thirty yards on the field right now. Um, so I'm gonna take the Broncos here. I, I I wouldn't. <laughs> I might bet the under here. The thirty nine and a half line does is not too high for me at all, or too low for me to bet the under. I I, I definitely agree with you there, Robbie. But um, yeah, I just think the Broncos pull out a nasty one here on the road and, and get the dub. Yeah, I think we can all agree it's going to be very very ugly. Um, yeah, this number the thirty nine. I typically won't bet an under if you know I see a three in front of it, but. Uh, I mean, this might be the exception. I don't know. I, there's just not going to be any points in this game, um, but we'll see. Should be kind of a sloppy, fun one, though. All right, next game up, guys, we've got the Green Bay Packers taking on the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati, where the Bengals are three-point underdogs at home, and the over-under in this one is set at 50-and-a-half. Uh, Adam, start us off here. I love the Packers here. Uh, three, three points is... <laughs> It's nothing for a team that I think is far and away better than the Bengals. Uh, I know both teams are technically 3-1, and one, but I, I think we can all agree that the Bengals are may, – maybe them and the Raiders are probably the, one of the worst 3-1 and one teams. Um, yeah, it would, Joe Mixon may play, probably won't play. Uh, even if he does play, I, I fully expect him to not be 100%. And I think that matters here because um, – you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna beat this Packers team or keep it close, you got to be able to dictate tempo and be able to run the ball and, and keep keep the offense of the Packers off the field. And I just don't expect the, the Bengals to be able to do that this this week. Um, I love the Packers here. Nice to see Randall Cobb get involved a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I think he's starting to get a connection with uh, Aaron Rodgers with MBS out, and you know, I, I just too much too much firepower here for the Packers uh, on the road here. I, I love the Pack. Uh, covering the three points yeah I completely agree um, you know I, I'm fully expecting Joe Mixon to be out this week I fully expect it to be Samaj P. Ryan which I I think he'll be fine um, but he, he's not gonna be quite the level that Joe Mixon is at which the Bengals are gonna need against this Packers team uh, yeah this this three-point line honestly seems kind of fishy because I, I expected it to be a little bit larger so I am gonna take the Packers and you know, maybe I'll be a sucker for this one. Maybe this is just to sucker everybody in. Maybe Vegas knows something that we don't know, but I, I don't see it. Um, you know, the Packers are just too good of a team, and this Bengals team I, I don't think is that good 
of a three and one team, to be honest. I mean, they they played played well, um, and Joe Burrow could definitely keep them in games. But I, I think this Packers team is going to be way too much for this Bengals side. A big loss for Jair Alexander, though, on a pack. I think he might have avoided, um, you know, seizing any injury, but he's going to be out for a while. Yeah, that that is a huge, he's huge very blow. Good. Yeah, you're talking about one of the premier corners in the league. Uh, yeah, despite that injury, I, I like the Packers here as well, guys. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers should be able to cover this line just on pure talent alone, in my opinion. Um, you know, th- no doubt that the Bengals are – you know, kind of an up-and-coming team, and they're getting better. But uh, to warrant a three-point underdog line here at home, I, I just think that's that's low. Packers should be able to uh, cover that. Um, as far as the over/under goes on fifty and a half, I, I'm I'm going to stay off this one. I think that's a pretty solid line uh, for me. But definitely like the Packers here minus three. Okay, next game up, guys. We've got the Patriots taking on the Texans. Uh, this game is in Houston, where the Texans are eight and a half point underdogs at home, with an over under set at uh, thirty nine and a half. And uh, you know, interesting game here, guys. Another really low over under, but uh, Patriots coming off a tough loss to the Bucks, but they actually played them really close. And uh, the Texans, uh, their game against the Bills was anything but close. Uh, you know, for my money, guys, I'll like the Patriots here, uh, even with the eight and a half points. I just I don't think I could count on the Texans to cover anything at this point. Um, it doesn't matter what sort of number they threw on it. I wouldn't feel comfortable with it. And, uh, you know, saw a lot of good things out of the Patriots last week. Definitely expect their defense to be able to uh, dominate this game. And, uh, you know, Mac Jones and the Pats can move the ball well enough to uh, cover an 8.5-point spread. So give me the Pats. Who? Mac Jones. I, I agree. I, I absolutely agree. Um you know this this Patriots defense has uh, been pretty good, and there's nothing about this Texans offense that gives me uh, any worries about this. And man, uh, Texans are projected for 15 and a half points this game, which is much. by far the lowest, and I think that might be too much. Ah, man, they they had a tough time against the Bills, and I don't think it's going to be any easier against this. Patriots defense and Mac Jones, you know, he, he impressed me last week. That's for sure. Um, and uh, I don't think they're going to really have any problem in this one. So uh, I'll side with the Patriots as well. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Patriots, one of my confidence picks this week, uh, ever since general Mills t- took charge of this offense, uh, they have not done anything. They've been um, flaky at best. Yeah, uh, they, they just have not been able to move the ball through the air, and it's stopping the run game. And teams are sitting on sitting on the run, and you know the def- Patriots defense is going to score more points than the Texans this game. Uh, love the Patriots. Uh, eight and a half on the road is is not nearly enough to fade me off them. Uh, yeah, all day Patriots. All right, we are all on the Pats here. Uh, next game up, guys, we've got the Chicago Bears heading to Vegas to take on the Raiders. Raiders are five-and-a-half-point favorites in this one with the over-under set at 44-and-a-half. Uh, I like the Bears in this one. Uh, cover the five-and-a-half. Uh, word came down today that Fields is the starter for this Bears team going forward, which is comedy in itself. Um you know, I don't know why they chose now to say this when, like, two days ago they said Andy was the stalled starter if healthy. So uh, definitely mixed messages uh, out of the Bears front office right now. But who cares? Uh, 
He's definitely the best quarterback for the Bears right now, and he's the best quarterback to have them cover a five and a half spread, in my opinion. Um, I think this Bears defense will do well enough against the Raiders to kind of keep them in this game and, and make it competitive. Raiders, uh, you know, they blew out the Steelers, but otherwise they've been in pretty close, uh, pretty close games uh, all throughout the year. I don't expect that to change. Uh, I thought giving them the five and a half point. Uh, uh, cover line here was just a little bit too much for them. So give me the Bears uh, in this one to cover the spread. I think I'm going to lean the Raiders here. I I, I think this is a really good line. Um, you know, I, I think David Montgomery losing him, he's been their best player on either side of the ball. Um, you know, I, I hopefully they scheme up some better. Last week they did um, some better play calling with Justin Fields there. But I think... Without David Montgomery as that anchor, they ran the ball, what, almost 40 times last week. Um, just a completely different game plan with the laser calling plays, and it, and it worked, and they got the win. Um, so I'm a little hopeful that the Bears offense could, uh, you know, still still maintain somewhat decency without David Montgomery. But uh, I think in the end, maybe I, I, I'm worried about uh, Ruggs. Henry Ruggs getting behind this defense maybe a couple times because, I mean, even against the Lions, the Bears secondary showed no ability to stop the deep ball. And, um, you know, I think maybe Derek Carr is a, has a day on this defense, and I'm leaning the Raiders because of it. I am going to side with the Bears, actually, in this one. Yeah, getting, getting laser calling the plays, you know, that that's, uh, that's a boost for this offense. And, you know what? I, th- I think one of the Bears' biggest weaknesses is, uh, well, obviously it's the O-line. So if you got defense that's got a good line coming up, up against them, um, you know, that's going to give them trouble. But I don't think the Raiders are this kind of team. Uh, I think the Bears are going to be able to have enough time to be able to move the ball. And, yeah, you know, I, I, I could absolutely see some deep balls going rugs way in this game. But uh, in general, this Bears' defense has it's been pretty solid. Um, so I – I, I do agree that I think this is a pretty good line right here, but I think the Bears should be able to cover five and a half points and at least keep it somewhat close here. Yeah, Adam, you make a good point about Ruggs on the deep ball. I expect him to have a day. Uh, I think he gets at least one, probably 50-plus yards scored. If you can take a prop on that, I probably would. Yeah. Um, like, I, I think there's a chance he breaks it. There's a good chance he breaks a big one uh, against uh, Bojack's... Yeah. Uh, He's used uh, to being toasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, next game up, guys, we've got the uh, Cleveland Browns taking on the Chargers. Uh, this game's in L.A. where the Chargers are one-and-a-half-point favorites. And uh, over-under in this one is set at 47. Um, Adam, why don't you start us off? Uh, I, I, I like the Browns here. And, you know, with, the, with these really – you know, small lines, one and a half. I'm, I'm going to take a money line here. I think they're going to win on the road here in, in uh, SoFi Stadium. Uh, th- their defense is just playing on another level. That's two straight dominant, absolute dominant performances by them. Uh, they're getting after the quarterback. The secondary is tight. They're not allowing any separation. And, you know, I, I just, you know, Justin Herbert's looked as impressive as anybody at quarterback this year. Uh, I know last week sort of game plan um, dictated that he didn't really throw the ball too much. Uh, I just think that the Browns defense makes one or two more plays that decide this game. I expect this game to be super close. Um, You know, Baker, he had an awful week last week, still found a way to win. I I think he has a bounce back week, and I just think with the one-two punch at running back that they muster up just enough offense to get the win here on the road. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna go with the Browns as well, and like you said, on a small line like this, you might as well just take a money line. Um, I just think uh, I expect a very defensive game here. I think both these uh, teams are gonna exhibit uh, good defenses. Uh, a line of forty-seven. I don't have a feel on the over/under. I think. If I were to lean one way, I'd go under. But, you know, with Herbert under center, there's always a chance for some offensive explosion. But I really don't see the Browns putting up a ton of points in this game. And I think the uh, Browns' defense is good enough to contain the Chargers. That Browns' secondary is very good. I think uh, wide receivers for the Chargers, Keenan Allen and uh, Big Mike Williams, are going to have a tough time uh, on Sunday finding room. And so it's going to kind of come down to... uh, the running game for the Chargers, and if Eckler can uh, find some space uh, and uh, break some tackles, you know, maybe they got a shot. But for me, I think the Browns and their defense win this one for them. Yeah, I forgot to mention, I do I do like the under, Evan. You, you got that line, 47. Definitely, definitely love the under here. Yeah, I I, I, I would probably lean under, too. I, uh, I mean, I, I don't think I'm touching this game altogether. Uh, I don't think I got a great read on this, but... Um, you know, both these teams very defensive. Um, Chargers got great defense work, and you know, you guys talked about the Browns' defense, how great it's been. But uh, you know, I I think the Chargers are going to actually come out ahead in this one. Um, I think Justin Herbert's going to get enough at home, um, and this this Chargers' offensive line has been a lot better than what it was last year. Uh, I I don't think there's enough credit that's been given to them. Uh, they they've been doing pretty well um, run blocking pass protection that uh, I'm not too worried about this Browns front right here, but no, um, and I think it's going to be a real close one. I, I, I really do. And, but I think the chargers are going to be able to pull off maybe a last second field goal here to win it. Yeah, it should be a really close game. This is definitely one of the games I'm looking uh, forward to the most on the weekend. All right, next game up, we are going to the NFC East division where it's the Giants fresh off a win in New Orleans heading to Jerry's World to take on the Cowboys in Dallas. Cowboys are seven-point favorites, and the over-under in this one is 52.5. Adam, Cowboys expert, tell us what you think here. Uh, Before I get that, this is the one-year anniversary. It was week five last year. Uh, Cowboys host, hosting the Giants. Um, the Dak, Dak Prescott, uh, one of the worst injuries I've ever seen on the field. Um, he's fully back. Um, you know, he, the whole offense looks great. They're not last year. They were, you know, they were sort of dependent on him, really throwing the ball all across the field, and it, it took a toll on their defense. This year, they are so much more balanced. O line's looking good. Um, they're the best offense in the league right now. And I, I think seven points at home versus an inferior Giants team. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys all day. And I love the over. Uh, my boy Trayvon Diggs is picking everybody off. Uh, Danny Dimes, you know, maybe he goes for six interceptions on the year this week. Uh, I, I expect Cowboys to get a couple turnovers here, drive that over-under line up. So um, loving the boys minus seven, and I'm loving the over 52 and a half. Yeah, I'm. I just I got a feeling. I think Cowboys win this one, but I I just have this feeling that the Giants are going to do enough on the offensive end to kind of keep themselves in this game, even if it's a backdoor cover. I see a final of uh you know along the lines of thirty one twenty seven. Um, I think it's a close game. Uh, you know, being in the division wouldn't surprise me if it's a one possession game here at the end. Um, you know, so I, I'm with you, Adam. I like the over. 
Um, and I like the Giants' ability to be able to put up some points on this defense. You know, Jalen Smith uh, got cut. Uh, I know he'd kind of been the odd man out on that defense uh, at the linebacker position. Uh, Van Der Esch really kind of stepped in and took his role uh, over the last couple seasons and kind of took the hype away. But, um, you know, I, I just think uh, Daniel Jones and uh, the Giants and Saquon starting to look good enough, too, to where uh, they're going to be able to stay in this game and they're going to put up enough points uh, to make the Cowboys honestly have to keep their foot on the gas pedal. So for that reason, I love the over uh, probably more than anything in this game. But if, uh, if I had to pick a side... Uh, I would uh, be taking the Giants plus the points, but uh, definitely love the over here, uh, which is strange for a division game. I, I think I'm feeling quite similarly to you, Evan. Uh, this one just seems like the Cowboys should be able to run away with it, but I've got just this sneaking suspicion that the Giants are going to be able to keep it close. And, um, you know, they, they've just been grinding out all, every single game this year. Uh, they, they've at least been hanging in there no matter who the team is and you know especially with the divisional game I I could see them just going toe-to-toe with the Cowboys the whole way um I I don't really have a great feeling on this game in general um so you know I'll just leave that to to you Adam but um you know I've, I've just got this weird feeling that seven points is a little too much for this divisional game and the Giants are going to be able to cover that all right, uh, next game up, guys. We've got the 49ers taking on the Cardinals, another NFC West showdown. And, um, you know, the Cardinals here, this, are, uh, this game is in Arizona, so the Cardinals are at home. And uh, over-under for this one is 50, with uh, the spread being 5.5, with the Cardinals being the favorites. Um, you know, for my money, guys, I like the Cardinals in this one. Uh, I think they should be able to cover the 5.5. There's some uncertainty around uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and his availability to play. Uh, he's got a uh, calf bruise, I believe, that he's listed, or a calf strain. Um, so still kind of up in the air. I think he's leaning towards playing, uh, but might be hindered uh, to some extent. I mean, I think even if Garoppolo plays, uh, I would take the Cardinals here. Um, just being at home and, and really, um, you know, I expect them to uh, to come out strong. Um you know, they're just, they got a great offense. And right now, you know, the Niners, you know, it's definitely a, a methodical offense, a lot of running the ball, but they just got a ton of injuries. George Kittle's banged up. I mean, we know the trouble they're having at the uh, running back position. Um, really, I can't, right now, I mean, the 49ers offense is basically, uh, it's, if Trey Lance is playing, it's like Trey Lance read options, and then it's just Debo Samuel, and they just try to find Debo. Uh, but if you can shut Debo down, this team's going to be in a lot of trouble. Uh, just too many injuries and, and not enough uh, other playmakers out there. So give me the Cardinals. That that team is just stacked, and um, they've got too many weapons to cover. I can't believe how good their running backs look, too, um, um, with uh, the guy from Pittsburgh. I'm blanking. Uh, James Conner right now, and then uh, Chase Edmonds. That's a great one-two punch. I, I kind of thought that would be... Uh, a lot uglier than it has been uh, to start the year. So like the Cardinals here, I think they're able to put up enough points. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know, I think me and in, us in general probably got to give the cards a little bit more credit after that huge win last week. They dominated what we said was the best team in the NFL on the road. Um, you know, and, and they, they made it easy. They made it look easy. Um, 
you know, going back to last year, week 16, uh, Cardinals in a must-win game to get in the playoffs, hosting the 49ers. Um, they lost that game. Kyler was banged up. Uh, 49ers just ran all over the place on the Cardinals and sort of dictated the tempo. Uh, you know, Kyler's 100% fully healthy. This defense, especially against the run, is by so far and away better than they were last year. There's additions all over the place. A lot better linebackers. It, Defensive lines a lot more stout, um, and 49ers are just banged up just as they were last year, but uh, even more so at the running back position. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, Ev. Regardless if Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance is starting, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely taking the Cardinals here, minus five and a half. They're just, they're just, they're, they're, their offense is just too, too high octane, uh, and 49ers, I don't believe, will keep up. Uh, well, I don't think my opinion is going to hold a lot of weight here because I can't pick a Cardinal spread for, their, for the life of me this year. But um, I, I just got another weird divisional game feeling about this, that the Niners are going to keep it close. And especially if you get Trey Lance in there, I, I've got a feeling that, uh, you know, Shanahan's going to come out with some uh, a, a little exotic offense, uh, something different than we've seen with Garoppolo um, uh, using Trey Lance's running ability, and I think it's going to be effective against this Cardinals D. I, I think they're going to be able to at least grind it out and stay in in this game. Um, and you know, Debo Samuel's been great. The only guy who's been really able to limit him so far this year was Jair Alexander, who's just a phenomenal quarter, corner. And you know, it, I, obviously Cardinals looked. Um, just great against the Rams, you know, definitely surprised me. I think it surprised all of us here uh, how, how well they came out against that Rams team. But, you know, I, I'd like to say that maybe the Niners are going to be able to uh, stay competitive in this. I mean, even in the second half, it took a little bit for Trey Lance to get going, but eventually he was able to grind back and claw back against the Seahawks. So, um, you know, I, I think this might be a little more competitive game than you guys think. And so I'm going to side with the Niners, but n- zero confidence in this. I hear you. I, I'm, I'm worried about this being like a, everybody zigs and it was a zag game. Uh, so I yep. definitely see that angle. Um, take time, guys. Kyler Murray, can you name five better quarterbacks in the NFL? Not right now. No, no. Like at this moment in the league, like I I think it's Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes. I mean, and then Herbert, um, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, and Kyler. I wouldn't put Herbert. I wouldn't put Herbert ahead of Kyler. Yeah, and I honestly, I think Josh Allen and Kyler are kind of in lockstep for me anyway and i'd rather have kyler than lamar um, his, his quickness is like maybe the quickest we've ever seen out of the quarterback position to say yeah. escape um make people miss in the pocket outside the pocket and the quick release there and his arm's healthy now so he, yeah. you know they're they're slinging it and it's working yep yep all right uh next game up guys uh we've got sunday night football should be a very good game uh buffalo bills head into kansas city to take on the chiefs it's a playoff rematch from last year. Chiefs are three-point favorites at home in this one with the over-under set at 56-and-a-half. Um, Robbie, why don't you start this one off? This, you know, this was a marquee game, obviously, on the calendar, you know, and luckily both these the Bills team and the, well, maybe not the Chiefs as much, um, have um, still a big, uh, they're big powerhouses in this AFC um, 
But, um, you know, it, Chiefs, uh, they definitely had a little bit of a bounce-back game last week against the Eagles. They kind of needed that to get back to 500. Um, they looked like they were struggling a little bit to start the season. And Bills, you know, they've just been red hot right now. And because of that, you know, I think the Bills are going to come in here and be able to take this Chiefs team. I mean, this defense has just been looking so good. Um, I think they're going to give Mahomes a little, little trouble. Um, I know everybody's looking forward to Josh Gordon coming back, and, you know, especially me. I, you know, is it great to see him back in the game for hopefully more than just a couple games before he gets... Hopefully it's not just the flash. Hopefully, <laughs> I hope it's not just the flash. Uh, but, uh, man, I, I love Bills. I'm going to take the money line in this game. I think that's some great value. Um, I, I think the Bills are going to show themselves to be a dominant AFC team in this one. Yep. Robbie, couldn't agree with you more. Said it all. Uh, that's why this week, Bills' money line is my lock of the week. But it's a lock. No. Uh, I mean, Ooh, you look at this. Too. Money Love line, too. Money line. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at this Bills team. They haven't had to have – their starters haven't played a fourth quarter since week one. Um, you know, they, they've had shutouts in two out of three weeks. Um, their defense is, I think, as impressive, if not more impressive, than their offense this year just – you know, second, they're, they're, um, I'm blanking on the name. Who's their corner? Um, Tredavious yeah. White. Yeah. He, he has been the best corner in the league. He's shutting down every big wide out. He's shadowing them. I, I expect him to take Tyree Kill out of the game, sort of make them one-dimensional with Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, Josh Gordon, definitely going to help this Chiefs team, I think, um, but maybe not so soon. Um, it might take him a little bit to get up to speed. But you're looking at a Chiefs team that gave up 30 points to a team like the Eagles that we we're all down on. Um, I, I just this Bills team is I think far and away better than this Chiefs team, and uh, to get plus value uh, in this matchup, uh, primetime matchup, this Bills team has a lot to prove, especially after last year. And from what I've seen out of four weeks of the Chiefs. Uh, you know, they're not a team that has any sort of chip on their shoulder right now. And I, I think the Bills come in here and, and they whoop them up. I, I, I wouldn't ex- I would expect the Bills to win close to a touchdown here. I, I These teams are not on the same plane, in my opinion. I think the Bills dominate. Yeah, um, I, I like the Bills here as well, plus three. Um, you know, I'm, I'm maybe unlike you guys, I'm not surprised that the Chiefs are favorites at home here. Um, being that they are at home and, um, you know, reigning AFC champs. But... Um, you know, for me, I think the Bills, they're taking time to kind of mature into, you know, the fully talented team that they are. And, um, you know, I think they're the better team right now. I don't know that they were, you know, eight months ago when they uh, went off in the playoffs. But right now, I think they're the better team. And I think they match up well uh, with the Chiefs. You know, they've got the speed at uh, linebacker with Edmonds to kind of handle uh, and stick with Travis Kelsey, kind of the speed and size combo. And then Adam, you already touched on Tredavious White being able to shut down um, uh, Tyree Kill. And those are really, um, you know, if you can take those two options away from the Chiefs, we've seen what happens when they have to rely on the run and be a run-first team. It doesn't really work well for them. Um, You know, and then they have to kind of start relying on some of those ancillary options. Uh, You know, Robinson and uh, Miko Hardman and Pringle, I mean... Josh Gordon uh, and Josh Gordon now, yeah. I this is when the Chiefs start to struggle. I just think uh, the Bills got the weapons on the defensive end uh, to match up well enough. Uh, I expect blanket coverage, uh, you know, on and off between uh, Kelsey and Hill all game. 
probably going to be looking at uh, Edmonds and Poyer probably shadowing Tyreek, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Kelsey, uh, the whole game kind of with blanket coverage. And then, yeah, like you said, Tredavious White, I mean, he can kind of be stuck on an island. Uh, he's that good. So, uh, And as for the offensive end of the Bills here, um, you know, they're they're starting to click. I know their last three games not exactly the toughest of opponents. Um, you know they took down the uh, they took down the Dolphins, they took down the Texans, and then uh, team the team. Yeah, and they covered all three of those games. Uh, I think they're going to keep uh, this little stretch that they're on. They're going to keep rolling. I like the Bills here plus three. And they've been able to run the ball. You know that that's something that last year they were not not able to do. Um, it, that definitely made it a point of. Uh, you know, point of interest this off season, and it's it's showing they're they able to run the ball with the two headed monster of Moss and Singletary. Yep. Yeah, that O line's been looking better, and it seems like also defenses have just been scared of Josh Allen throwing, which opens it up even more. And yeah, it's been great. Yep. All right, guys. Monday Night Football, last game of the week. Here we've got the Indianapolis Colts heading into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Ravens are minus seven in this game, seven point favorites. Uh, and the over/under is set at forty-five and a half. Uh, Adam, I'm going to have you start this one off. Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens here. Uh, I don't. I don't feel great about it. I, I wish this was under seven, uh, seven point, or the line at minus seven. I think it's a pretty good line. Uh, I'm still going to lean the Ravens. Uh, there's too much big play potential. Um, you know, we've seen it. You know, three out of four weeks with Hollywood Brown hitting a deep touchdown, and one week he didn't. He dropped three. Um, you know, I, I just think with the Colts, um, you know, they had a, they had a must-win game last week. They took care of business, um, finally able to get the running game going. I just think, you know, Monday Night Football, Ravens at home, Colts, yeah, I, I just can't see. Maybe Michael Pittman has a great game. Uh, just offensively with Carson Wentz, they're sort of limited, and, and it's, it's going to be hard for them to keep up. Um, looking at this line, 45 and a half. Uh, I, I think that's a little bit too low for me, uh, especially it, this is a different Ravens team than we've seen over the past three years where they were a run first, run second, run third, throw on third down if it's third and long team. They are throwing the ball more than they are passing the ball, and it's not really close. Um, you know, Lamar's taking the next step as a pocket passer, and I think that I think the, this Colts secondary is very vulnerable. So I expect Lamar to have a good game and maybe some flash plays from the uh, passing offense to hit this over. Yeah, I really agree with the over. Um, you know, I, I've seen a stat. I think it's uh, Lamar Jackson has only scored under in games he started. He's only um, put up less than twenty four points like three or four times. Uh, it's it's pretty. I mean, considering that he started like over forty games, it's it's a really uh, you know surprising stat. Um, but it it tells a lot, and I, I love the over for that exact reason here. Forty five and a half seems way too low in a game where, in all likelihood, the Ravens should be putting up at least uh, twenty four points, if not uh, twenty seven or higher. And at that point, you know, I think what the what's got me kind of tipped over the edge for that, and what has me leaning Colts in this game is kind of what the Colts did on the road last week against the Dolphins. Uh, I didn't give them a chance in hell of being able to kind of go down to Miami and get the win, and they really dominated. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor starting to come together, uh, looked good last week, and they were able to control the ground game, uh, really dominated the line of scrimmage. So, um, you know, 
the fact that they're able to do that. The other thing is they kind of match up well um, defensively with the Ravens. Ravens are a speed team, and the Colts are a fast defense. So if there's a team that can kind of hang with the Ravens and uh, control their, and kind of go step for step with their speed uh, in terms of the defensive end of the ball, I think it's the Colts. So I, I like the Colts here to cover the plus seven. I do think the Ravens will squeak it out, but um, what I like in this game more so, as Adam mentioned, is that over. Yeah, this this is a good line, I think, overall. Um, Raven, I, I think I'm going to side with the Ravens here. Uh, it, it just seems like they've got a little too much uh, firepower on offense, and they're getting healthier on defense too, um, which is uh, a little – which I, I think is bad news for the Colts, but that's what I thought last week too um, for the Colts uh, when they were a little banged up. So, uh, you know, they, they could surprise me. I'm just – I'm just having a tough time believing the Colts are going to be able to put up points. I mean, I'm just looking right now while you guys were talking about the over. I, I want to go along with you you guys on it. Um, I mean, the implied score is 26.25 Ravens, 19.25 Colts. Um, and I honestly think that's a pretty good line. So I, I don't think I'm going to take the over under. I'll let you guys take this. I, I don't think I'm taking anything in this game. Um, now that I think about it, but um, well, know. we already know the Ravens are gonna run plays when they're up seventeen points with three <laughs> like seconds, five seconds left. The <laughs> that is true. That, was, that is that true. Was a petty move. Yeah. I, 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 that, that, yeah. But, John Harbaugh move. Yeah, yeah that, that is a Harbaugh move. But um, yeah, I, I I just have more confidence in the Ravens team right now than this Colts. Um, so especially at home, I, I think they'll be able to put up enough to be able to cover this um but i I don't feel great about this game overall all right well guys that'll do it for our week five picks uh let's just do a little recap here on our lead pipe locks so adam you had bill's money line versus the chiefs on the road uh robbie taking panthers minus three and a half they're at home taking on the eagles and then i've got saints in the washington football team over 44 and a half uh, this weekend, and they're playing in Washington. Um, as for our uh, consensus eliminator this week, we've got the Patriots. Last week we had the Bills, and uh, that was the easiest pick of them all. So we're going to pick the Patriots here, stay with the theme, fade the Texans when it comes to your eliminator. Uh, so we're going with the Pats here. Uh, as for the podcast parlay, guys, let's kind of talk this one out. Uh, you know, we're all feeling confident on the Bills, uh, all confident on the Packers. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we're going to stick with those two. And we're trying to fill in that third game. I mean, there's we're all on the Panthers. Uh, we all expressed uh, some interest as well. Um, let's see. On the Bucks too. Um, what, what are you guys thinking? It, it, do we want to stick with the Panthers or should we shake it up? Uh, I, I'm good with sticking to Panthers. I, I just worry, you know, there's not a better garbage time quarterback in the league right now than than J- Jalen Hurts. You know, he he finds a way to scrap, you know, at least at least two touchdowns in every fourth quarter, it seems like, in these blowouts. So even if the Panthers dominate, I, I still think there's a slight chance of a backdoor cover. Uh, having said that, their defense is superior, and I, 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 I'm comfortable with the Panthers. Robbie, good with the Panthers? It is your lock. Man, I don't know about that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm I'm down with the Panthers. Uh, I, I I don't see it, even with the Eagles clawing back uh, to be able to get within three. I, I think that's a little too close for uh, what this uh, 
Eagles team does. But uh, do you guys want to think about Bill's money line? Do, I, don't, I know we all like the spread, but if, and maybe... And we know Adam wants Bill's money line. Robbie, if you want Bill's money line, then I'm, we're doing it. We're, we're going Bill's money line. That's two yeah, out of you're, three. You're good with it. That's two out of three. With... That's how it works. Okay. You know, it, I, just thinking like maybe one of these times when we hit two out of three instead of uh, losing like a couple bucks due to the Vegas tax, you know, maybe maybe we hit this money line and like get a Make buck some back of the tax. or something. Yeah. It feels like know? a winner to me. Like I, I feel really good about the Bills winning this one. Yeah. You know, Robbie, you just kind of mentioned it. We've been going uh, two out of three. It seems like the last two or three weeks. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're, we're trying to get over that hurdle here. All it takes is one week when you hit all three of these and you just get that massive cash flow. Um, and it kind of makes up for all the other break even weeks. So, uh, let's hit at this one. Uh, I, I think I'm feeling good about this. Um, I really like the bills here and, uh, you know, Packers minus three, like I said, seemed a little disrespectful to Aaron Rodgers, And then, you know, I couldn't agree more on uh, Panthers minus three and a half. So. Let's do it, guys. Uh, I feel good about that one. Sweet. All right. Well, with that, that'll close out our show, guys, uh, for week five. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can find us next week. Uh, we'll be back with week six picks. Uh, so until then, good luck and uh, take care of yourselves.